What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the other side of the firewall podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest in cybersecurity news, as well as we highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who've made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams, and as always, I'm joined by Shannon Times. What's up? What's up? And Levon Maynard. Hey, welcome to the show. What is going on? Welcome to Tuesday's episode if you're uh, tuning in. So if you didn't hear Mondays, go back, listen to that one too. Um, Monday and Tuesday are our topics, Wednesdays are discussions. Um, again, uh, shout out to uh, Mike Ware for last week's discussion. It's really good. So if you have not heard it, please go back and listen to it. It's about um, diversity, inclusion, and the hiring process. Um, so definitely a, a good topic to go over. Um, and then no Ask Assist P this week, but Friday, uh, we talk about everything else about the weekly rundown. Uh, so movies, books, TV shows, things of that nature. Obviously, there's a big week for Marvel. So Moon Knight and um, the Multiverse of Madness, all that good stuff. So definitely tune in to uh, get our hot takes on, on that with no spoilers. Uh, without further ado, though, I give it to Shannon. All right. All right. So this article is actually from InfoSecurityMagazine.com. Um, and it is from James Coker. And the title of this one is NIST Update Supply Chain Cybersecurity Guidance, right? So the U.S. National Institute of Standards and Technology, NIST, updated its guidance on supply chain cybersecurity, right? So this is important in that we've had a couple instances where um, we've had malware interjected in the supply chain, right? So like where you think you're getting something from a good source and it ends up having malware in it because this is how they go about doing this. Now, when I read this article, what was a little disheartening to me is that this is actually a topic that needs to be addressed now. So there's something called um, DevSecOps, right? Development security operations, right? So DevSecOps, pretty much, pretty much what it is, is what they're trying to incorporate here, right? Is they're trying to get you to do security, bake it in right from the beginning, right? Instead of having like a tack on type thing. Because uh, apparently that's what we've been doing a lot of, which is why we end up in the situations we end up in now, right? where you end up coming up with a product, you're like, yeah, this works good. And then you're trying to add security at the end, but you don't want to lose your functionality or whatever you were, you were um, trying to have for whatever application you were, you were developing. And that's how we run into all these holes that we keep coming into that keep getting exploited, right? So when I read this, it made me think of DevSecOps. And I was like, well, I know of DevSecOps because I work for the government and I had to go around and look and I'm like, okay, it's, it's even out there in, in the, uh, to the public, right? Because like I read up on it from Red Hat, like it's not something that's just military specific to where I was like, if I bring this up, is this going to be something new to people or whatever? It's not something that's, that's you know, Department of Defense only, which is where I've been hearing it, but it's something out there for everybody to have. But, um, but like I was saying, it's pretty much just baking the security and it's building in security right from the beginning, right? Like that's, that's what it comes down to. And that's what they're trying to do here to try to avoid um, some of the stuff that we've had happen in the past, past um, with the malware that's supply chain, that's interjected in the supply chain, right? Um, but uh, one of the quotes in here, we can no longer turn a blind eye to the exponential increase in attacks on the IT systems of manufacturers, logistics companies, and organizations that ultimately target the operational part of the business. Yeah, duh, right? Like we should, like we should have been not turning a blind eye to, to this for a long time now. You know what I'm saying? Especially within, within these last two years with everything that's been going on with COVID and a lot of work from home situations and things like that, right? Because there are technologies that were out there that. Um, people started using more of and then because of the high exposure the high uh, utility of them people using them on, on a much higher scale or larger scale 
they were just getting exploited more and more, right? So this is what they're trying to avoid with NIST, right? Because NIST is one of those standards that almost everybody is going to follow, right? You, it's U.S. National, well, in the, in the United States, U.S. National Institute of Standards and Technology, but NIST is a laundry list of different guidelines and whatnot. Trust me on this, right? I'm not going to read them all out to you, but trust me, I have to look at NIST a lot. There's a lot of stuff out there when it comes to NIST, when it comes to guidelines and things that it, it goes on, but this being added into it is a good thing. So like when I read this, I thought DevSecOps, right? And this is the way we need to go. We need to start having the security right from the jump, right? Like get it right in there from the beginning. Don't tack it on at the end. And, and granted, I know that's I know that's the way a lot of companies do things because the security is not the sexy part. You know what I'm saying? Like being able to do something slick with whatever application that you have to get it out to the masses, that's what everybody wants. But you got to think about that security or it's going to bite you in the butt in the long run. You know what I'm saying? So when we're seeing that, right? Every week, we're bringing it to you that it's happening. You know what I'm saying? Right right here at the other side of the firewall. <laughs> but LeVon, what's your take on this, man? Yeah, and you said it. You said it all right there. It's, it's uh, I like the little plug for the uh, for the podcast too. To tack on it in there. That's really good. But it's uh, just like you described. It's <clears throat> something that that it's it's been it's kind of common knowledge now that security needs to be built. You know, be, needs to be integrated as the, as the application's been developed. And that's something that, and I think you know, Ryan probably can chime in as well. But it's something I learned uh, during my uh, uh, education in the cyber cybersecurity realm. Uh, when we were going to WGU, uh, shameless plug, but they don't, they're not paying us. So they're going to, they're going to start paying us one day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but yeah, you, you said it right on, you, 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 um, you explained it well, Shannon. Yeah. You, you have to have uh, security built in from, from the ground up. Uh, DevSecOps is definitely like a big, uh, a big, uh, um, uh, move, movement. That's a lot of, a lot of companies are, are trying to use that, that structure of develop the software integrating security and kind of having like the continuous integration, continuous development uh, uh, pipeline so that they can continue to like modify the program. They can, they can find the holes and continue to, to, to patch them as they, as they come uh, uh, become realized. But uh, yeah, I don't know if I have much more to add, but I think it's just, uh, it's, it's an interesting article. Obviously I'm, NIST is obviously a big, uh, big organization, a big, uh, um, um, a big uh, standard standardization that, that, you know, a lot of companies need to follow to make sure that they have their cybersecurity practices in, uh, up and up up to snuff, and uh, and realize that they, you know, that they need to to maintain those those practices to to keep their environment safe. And uh, like you mentioned as well, the the incidents with like so, uh, solar winds and Kaseya, um, those were, were big high profile incidents that definitely kind of shined a light on this kind of need to be able to maintain our uh, cybersecurity within that that supply chain, and you know, also you connect to a website, you think you get a proper update, and that update is just uh, just a hack that's just kind of corrupting your your uh, your environment, your 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 um, systems and your resources. Um, so it's good to be uh, be uh, secure all the way through the, the the pipeline there and the supply chain. So, um, but what you what you think about this one, Ryan? What you got on this? I, I definitely applaud that the the effort and I like where they're going with it. It's going to take a, a, a while to write the ship, unfortunately. It's just not the way um, private and uh, even public sector um, sometimes thinks when they're when they're building stuff, right? Because they're, they're trying to think of it holistically. You want every piece of the product to be vetted before you put it together, and that, that's going to be hard. Uh, just because of everybody wants to do agile, right? Like that's the thing, like we wanna be quick, we wanna get out there, we wanna do these sprints to get it out there. And you get, you, then you start cutting corners, right? You're using shrink wrap code, 
which you, now you have to make sure that's vetted. Um, you're using components from um, uh, countries that may be manufactured cheaper. So now that has to be vetted as well. Like, okay, this is because I buy it from here. doesn't mean that it's safe or I did buy it from here. So now we have to verify that it is safe. They haven't added anything to it or um, not exposing us um, to more vulnerabilities. So it's like, it's like, it's like taking every single piece of the car and vetting it before you put it together. And that will uh, significantly slow down the process. It will make us all safer. It'll save the company money in the long run. But if you're thinking short-term quarters, then you're, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're thinking the wrong direction. You should be projecting, right? Like the reason that this stuff exists is to, to keep the product safe once it's in the people's house, as opposed to like, we just need to get them to buy it. Buy, 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 get out there as fast as possible. Um, so it's it's counterintuitive to to the way they currently do business. Um, and I, I'm down for that. I'm down for for disrupting the uh, the industry and making it a safer place, obviously, because we're a cybersecurity podcast, right? Um, and now they're saying like 51% uh, increase in supply chain attacks over the past couple of years. And like uh, Levon said, you have your, your sunburst that was um, solar winds. Um, it's getting harder and harder to... Um, to justify not doing it but now you have to kind of uh ceos look at money so you have to kind of like okay we're going to expend this much more money in development time but now we're not going to get hit with these fines <laughs> you know what i mean five years ten years down the line that uh, erode our our profits in the, in the long run so i think as long as you can make it make uh financial sense then you'll get buy-in we can't just like we, we, cause we're, we're altruistic, right? Like we're, we're the cybersecurity champions over here. We're just like, yeah, it needs to be safer to protect the people. And the CEOs are like, that is not part of my parachute. <laughs> That's not going to get me my G wagon. All right. Right. <laughs> As a callback to some stuff we talked about, uh, <laughs> but it, it's the truth though. Like they think in quarters, there's like, mm, it's taking too long to make this product, but like, but yeah, but we're making it safer. Like we're, we're making it a better product for the customer. Uh, we won't have casinos hijacked because their thermostat was smart but not protected. You know what I mean? Stuff like that won't happen if you vet every piece of the supply chain. So uh, more to more to more to come. I'm sure we will be talking about this again in the next few months as it, it as it continues to um, uh, gain some steam. Uh, and I do want to go into um, uh, sec dev ops in one of these future uh, shows because I'm very interested by it. It's not something I do on a on a regular basis, but. Um, it's fascinating how just the the, the different mindset uh, and making it happen. So I think all in all, it's a good conversation. Please, please, please continue to um, listen to the show. So if you if you just tuned in Tuesday, then go back and listen to Monday, and then go back next the uh, previous week. Listen to them too. You got a long commute. <laughs> listen to all of them. Um, hit up all of our social medias. Uh, they all go by our name, and then you can hit me up personally. I am at RyRy Security Guy. That's R-Y-R-Y Security Guy. I am on Clubhouse, LinkedIn, Twitter, and TikTok. And you, LeVon? Yes, sir. You can hit me up on the Twitters at LeVon Maynard. There it is. Stay safe. Stay secure. Take care.